Hi, everyone. Welcome to the TimingResearch.com crowd forecast news for February 26th, 2024. We are recording this at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, this is episode number 419. Uh, my name is David Cosmeter. I'm the creator of TimingResearch.com, and today uh, we have uh, Michael Filigera, and you should be seeing his screen right now, and the option professor is back to moderate, so I'm going to turn it over to him. Okay, thanks, David, and uh, thanks for being here, everybody. Uh, I think we're going to have an outstanding show because uh, we have our guest here uh, specializes in many things, but he is very knowledgeable on the Elliott Wave and the Fibonacci numbers. So I'm very much interested in hearing what he's got to say on these markets. And we are uh, finishing up the month of February by the end of the week with the PCE report. And so we could be looking at either a continuation in March and April where it just never stops, or we could have the winds of change blow a little bit. And so we're going to see if, in fact, uh, what's the possibilities and probabilities of that. And so uh, if you've showed up today or if you, if you know somebody who can watch it on YouTube later, I think what they're going to hear is uh, going to be very, very informative and possibly very, very important uh, in the months of March and April, which are dead ahead. Uh, before we get started, uh, Michael, uh, could you please just introduce yourself uh, and your experience at this and uh, and what you're doing at the company? Sure. Uh, good afternoon. Good evening, uh, everyone. My name is Michael Filigera, and I am the uh, chief cook and bottle washer, as they say, at LogicalSignals.com and TradersHelpingTraders.com. And I'm going to add a new one, uh, which is I have shifted along with a, I've picked up a colleague and I have shifted everything over to Discord. So the first thing to be over there right now is uh, my trade room. So it's now on Discord. And any information you might need about that, you can go to www.logicalsignals-trading.com. And a little bit about my background. I uh, was first an options market maker here on the Pacific Coast. In San Francisco, I've also traded options on the London traded options market and the European options exchange, which was in Amsterdam. And uh, then I came back to the United States because I lived in Europe, came back to the US, continued to trade options. The floor got real slow. And so pretty much after the dot-com crash, uh, everything kind of left the floor, including me. And I then set up my own stuff in my home um, but it took me another probably 10 or 12 years before I decided, you know, options is one thing. I think I'm going to go learn to be a day trader, uh, which I did do in 2013. And that's pretty much what I've been doing since. And uh, again, what I do have is a, a daily trade room. I also produce a weekly podcast, which is a big picture technical update. And uh, minimally, it includes the S&P and the NASDAQ. Uh, but then often I'm also talking about the treasuries, gold and silver and the dollar. And I have a daily, uh, what I call the daily Elliott wave update. And that is basically on the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ 100, but the futures markets. Sure. And uh, you go over the risk management and all that kind of stuff with the people that do the day trading too, right? Yes. Yeah. Because one of the beauties of the day trading is you don't have the overnight risk. And sometimes that can be very, very dramatic. Yes, it can yeah. be very, very dramatic. Yeah. Yes. So so it's nice. And then now <laughs> you have all the different amounts of leverage you want to take uh, from the micro to the mini, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. You know, so and, and that stuff is going on in uh, most all the markets. I mean, I, I think they have 10 ounce uh, contracts in gold, don't they? 
They actually do. You're right. They have uh, they have a mini gold, mini yeah. silver, yeah, uh, a mini Dow, a mini Russell. Yeah. No, do they have? I think they have an everything basically. Because the leverage uh, obviously is a is a knife that has two sides to it, and so you know if you uh, have a relatively smaller account, uh, using the smaller contracts from a standpoint of leverage makes a lot more sense. Of course, leverage like, and uh, also like, risk. Yeah, Nor uh, Norm made a good comment though. He goes, Jim. Jim, that's a very good comment. Except if they're right, then they calculate how much they would have made on the big contract. You know. <laughs> yeah, there, there is that, and they do. That can happen. Yeah, but yeah. I, I constantly, I think as people are learning, say that they haven't really stepped into trade uh, the S&P 500 future or the NASDAQ future. Uh, these are instruments that, you know, they, they'll tell you this is what it is per tick. For example, in the NASDAQ, it's $5 per tick. But right. the NASDAQ does not move in ticks. It moves in dollars. Mm hmm so suddenly it'll be trading at, say, for example, 18,025 where it is now. And then before I can finish my sentence, it just traded 18,021. Right. That's $4. So that's an $80 move in seconds. Yeah. No, it, the, that DASDAQ definitely has the leverage and it definitely swings. All right. Yeah. Well, let's dive, let's dive into this thing because uh, we broke above 5,100 on the S&P and now we're we a bit did. underneath it. So let's find out uh, what you uh, can say about uh, not only the uh, wave count, but also uh, projections on where we might be going uh, on the upside. Well, I'm going to start with the daily chart. Yep. And um, basically for the S&P, my larger count, so my, my longer term, my larger count has not changed since I set it up in January of 2022. So I actually can go out one more so that we can see that high. The which was a, a longer standing, or at least for the last year and a half, it was the all-time high. And in the future, it was 4,808. Uh, and that's where I marked the completion point for a cycle degree third wave, which caps and keeps us in a cycle degree fourth wave. Um, but as the markets would have it. Uh, what is really unfolding, in my opinion, remains a cycle fourth wave, uh, but within it, it's going to consist of three waves of primary degree, which will be labeled primary A, which is all the way down here, and we're finishing primary wave B. And again, as the market would have it, primary wave B is going and moving to new all-time highs, not just once, but several times. And as Jim just mentioned, again, last Friday, and for a very small period this morning. They're not moving to new highs, but it's moving itself back above 5,100. So that, and under an Elliott basis, is considered an irregular B wave. And they're not as uncommon as people would think. What makes this one very distinguishable is that it's happening on a very large degree, and it is really evident that the market is moving to a new all-time high not equaling it, not even just by a few cents. It's moving up by now well over 200 points, well over 300 points, to be honest with you. Right. So it doesn't necessarily change the outcome of what I believe is going to happen. Now, as it would be, I always work with what I would call my alternate count. And the alternate count is a little bit different in that the possibility that we may have already finished cycle wave four, and that would be here. And this puts us in a cycle five. 
that's a possibility. I don't give it a high probability simply because of this move right here, but I can't discount it and throw it out the window. So sticking with my preferred count, um, with, we're within that primary B wave, and within it, it's going to have three waves of intermediate degree labeled A, B, and we're in that C wave. Now I'll come down to that daily chart. And so isn't we, a C it, wave generally a fairly strong one, isn't it? Yes, it is. It, 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 it doesn't matter on the direction. Right. It is normally going to be a very strong, what we would consider impulsive move. And why we call it impulsive is because it unfolds in five waves. Now, because that it is a intermediate degree, that's fairly of some decent size. So, but what we be within it are five waves of minor degree, of which we've already done one, two, three, and four. So, off of the October 2023 lows, so of, of significance, October 2022, we saw the primary A wave bottom. Now, you can go back and you, if you were trading back then and you start to listen to what was the narrative at the time, markets very, very oversold. The, and, and the correction is complete. Inflation will start to reverse. Interest rates will start to be cut. And that narrative caught fire and it went. And it continues to catch fire. But what we're seeing in here is the massive participation by retail. And why I say retail is because if we really were to look, not in all of it, but in several parts of it, particularly what we saw on Friday and what we saw in a lot of this wave here, when we go and we go and check it out to who actually is selling, I think we would be very surprised. Now, who's buying? I can tell you. It's BlackRock. It's it's the larger funds. ETFs and mutual funds that are getting exactly. cash coming in that must buy. And that is the retail side of the market because yeah. they don't have enough time to actually go and be discriminatory and say, well, I'll go like this stock, this stock, that stock, and this stock. Uh, They're like, well, you know what, you got this great ETF and it covers everybody. Boom, here's my money. Right. And uh, I mean, did you re I had read or heard uh, that the hedge funds are coming out of uh, this uh, at a very alarming, at a very high rate. They did until NVIDIA reported. Okay. And then, well, that was what I find so interesting about, you know, they reported last Wednesday. Uh-huh. Thursday morning. Didn't take very long. Bam! Let us all back in. And so we had good volume, and we saw not only NVIDIA go up $100, but we saw AMD go up, I think it was 20 We saw, you know, I can go down the list. You can go to your Mag 7 and just work yourself down the list that every last one of them pulled up off their low just prior to that, where we saw all of these hedge funds exit. Prior to the earnings, I mean, it was just like down and, well, let me just, let's hold on just a second. Let me just put up my hourly chart and let's take a look. Here it is. We basically, mm -hmm. they started exiting on the 12th, right? Mm -hmm. NVIDIA reported on the 21st, exit. Come back in, exit, stronger, stronger, stronger. And then what was amazing is that where it went just prior to NVIDIA reporting, they drove it all the way down to 49.59. And here is the NVIDIA. And then actually they started to rally it. And here is NVIDIA reporting and the market reopens. So it was amazing to watch because they ran it up. Then they decided, nope, we're wrong. And they ran it down. And then they just walked in and that was it. Get out this of the way. It's a little head and shouldery right now, doesn't it? 
Um, you could, you could, you know, put it here, but it's like it just gets out of whack. Mm -hmm. So um, I've labeled as a as a fourth wave. Now going back to just let, let's stick with the daily for just a moment. Yeah, sure. And then we're in that C wave, and then within that C wave, we it'll have five waves of minor degree, and we're in minor five. And in my opinion, what we're now dealing with is an expanding diagonal triangle. Now, under Elliott, you'll find diagonal triangles either at the beginning or at the end. And this one just happens to be at the end. Now, the expanding part of it is not necessarily most common in this current position, but not impossible. And when I, when I go back and I realize it's like, well, it all counts out very cleanly. And what I mean by that is that waves one, three, and five will form an ABC. So there'll be all threes. In fact, all the waves will be threes. So we have one, two, three, that's wave one. One, two, three, that's wave two. ABC, that's wave three. ABC, that's wave four. And here in, in the S&P, it was a running correction because the C wave failed to take out the low of the A wave. So they keep throwing curveballs at us, but it did come down and touch the trend line. So, and now we're finishing. I believe we may have finished up at this high. We might still got a shot. At it. We'll go up and put a slight new high in above what we saw on Friday to complete a wave A of minute wave five. So your projections so, on the upside right now, what would they be? Well, I'm going to go along with that. I've got my trend line and where it intersects. Mm-hmm on the different levels <clears throat> and how they all are coordinated together. The the B for the C wave, it would be this level right here. And Which that's 5187, 5187. That's for the B wave. Excuse okay. me. The C wave. Now in turn would that then complete the primary B wave, which is right here, 5221. Now we're say, uh, I'm saying what becomes important up at this level is the structure itself. So I'm going to go down to here, to these two, the minor and the minute, but more so the minute because I'm in, I'm in wave A of five, I got a B of five, and then I got a C of five. Now we'll see how long it takes. But as we move out in time, I just go up. Now I get minor wave five has 1.618, which is the second most common. And that's at 5174, 75. So we suddenly just have a cluster. We have a cluster of resistance right here. Mm -hmm. 5175 to 5220. All right. Now that's I've just raised the odds. I got a good probability now, not massive, but I have a good probability because I have three major levels that'll meet right there. Now, here's the interesting part. On the minute degree, um, it's 618 is also right here let's see if i can just separate that yeah for right? because minute five is, is you see it's coming in together minor and minute are at the same level oh i just upped my probability a little bit higher because i got a match i have an overlap but this one is a dead-on match and, and, where and that's more like that 5187 area or a little lower or 51 it's actually it's actually the, it's right around 5175 I got you. Now we could get throw over, takes us to 87. We can get throw over, takes us to 221. Or we could not quite reach it and get to 5170. That's still, it's going to be structure. But if we kind of come across here, right, this is where we are right now, but let's go out a little bit. Let's say we go out to here and we're starting from down here and we get our C wave up 
to complete the whole picture. It builds, it builds, it builds. There's going to be some resistance here. But now I'm looking at the trend line. Suddenly, 52.21 picks up some, some ground here. Now, full on, we go sideways for a little while and then start to build. We're going to go through this and likely end up here, right? Because I can just follow my trend line. And then I got 2.618 above, and that's 53.07. Now, you'll hear me remark, and if you listen to my updates, I'll talk about what I consider a black hole. This is all uncharted territory up here. So we don't have any past levels that we can hang our hat on to where we should find resistance and or support at those levels. We do now to the downside. We've got a trend line and we've got some lows that we can hang our hat on. That should the market break could be over, et cetera, those, that type of a discussion. But on the upside, we really are reliant on the Fibonacci relationships between the waves on an Elliott wave basis. There are other Fibonacci levels that are being used and they are significant. I don't apply them to my work, but that doesn't mean that they're not valid because many times they come in between. And so when I'm working it, I'm like, well, I got these and you can come in between as long as I'm working on the structure. It's the structure that's going to rule the day onto where I would be able to consider. And it's what would come after, right? I'm counting threes on the way up to finish a, a diagonal triangle. When the downside begins, it's going to be fast, it's going to be clean, and it's going to come down in five, not three, not, not an ABC. So in other words, it, and I should rephrase what I'm saying, it is an ABC, but waves A and C are five waves internally. But what I would be looking for when this is all done, at least on my hourly chart, is a clean five, not like this, just a clean five, and it's going to be one, two, three, four, five, and it's just going to nosedive. Because the other part of our conversation, Jim, which I'll, I'll hold off until you're ready to begin, is we have no real clues as to what the catalyst is going to be. No, What's no, no. Set no. this apple. And, uh, you know, frankly, you know, um, on October uh, uh, 30 or whatever, um, we didn't know that uh, he was going to come out and say, uh, listen, you guys are on a ledge here at 41, 4200 on the S&P. So here's what I'm going to say, Powell says. We are going to have cuts in 2024. Well, yeah. everybody, that, that talk about the shot heard around the world. I mean, yeah, that, really. That, that caused this entire thing. And then, of course, the earnings, the, the earnings kicked in, you know. Yeah. But yeah. there's so many variables out there, you know, like NVIDIA is yeah. doing great, but half of their business comes out of four companies. And then yeah. these companies are putting in big money into this stuff, but they haven't actually monetized anything yet. Right. You know, so no, there's. No, again, I, I just want to make reference because we started the conversation about <clears throat> who's buying, who's selling. Yeah. Through much of this final wave up, and you can go back, and this is this is open source information, folks. Every CEO, every officer of a company, and every larger firm that's got, you know, a fund that they're doing, they have to report their sales. Right. Particularly if it's going to be they're selling NVIDIA, they're selling Microsoft, they're selling the you know the the larger shares. So as much as I want to say that I've never seen a cheerleader as quite as good as the CEO of NVIDIA. Oh yeah. I have to I really want to go pull their latest um SEC form eight, you know, I think they're the eight, uh, which would discloses uh insider sales. Right. You know, when you're looking at it, they're, they're basically just, you know, one person that I talked to, they just name all all the CEOs. You know Jamie Diamond and 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 whoever's in head of Goldman Sachs Be or Bezos, yeah, right. That they're that they're Bezos has actually had to state that he is selling 
uh, X amount of uh, millions of dollars worth of a stock. Right. Um, just like McKenzie um, has to, his ex-wife has to state how much she is intending to sell. But the thing is, is like she's smart. She sells and the buyers are standing right there to pick it up from her. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. But but in any case, I think that what we're seeing is it is the the large it's, it's the ETFs, it's the hedge funds, it's the it's the asset managers that are stepping in and buying because that's where the money is still is. So if you've got all the CEOs and the bigger players selling to the retail coming in now, is there a, is there a message there? Well, we'll know by March and uh, April, that's for sure. With that's regards true. to uh, the downside, is there anything on your work that would give you a level that if it started to crack that level, there could be some acceleration to the downside? I'm going to say 4,700 for starters. It's a level that's held this whole rally. Right. So if they come down and break that, then in terms of my Elliott work, they're breaking the low of wave four, which begins to tell me that wave five is done. And if that's and, done, then I got to walk it all the way up the ladder. Right. I mean, and, walk the 40, and the 49.59 would be uh, maybe a yellow flag. It, yeah, it would be because let me go back down to that um, to that daily chart. The 49.59, even go back down on one more. Uh, let me go to my four hour chart. The 49.59 represents where the low of minute wave four, one we just had. Right. But you have that one, but then I would keep this one in mind as well because I know the market will. 49.35? 49.35.36, yeah. Yeah. That's so a, when it starts to break there, it's going to be pretty conclusive that this is done. Yeah. And when they start breaking the four of the previous, right, it's like, okay, well, then is the five still in progress? No. No, because the correction, if it starts breaking way forward, this is done. Then, But then to be honest with you, we'd have to consider that as the high. If it did it from here you'd have to consider 51, what was that number? 51.23 as the high, as the high that completed it. But I do not believe that this wave is done. Now, the Even thing is, I, is on, on the RSI, are you picking up a slight divergence here recently? Oh, Jim, the divergence has been going on. Thank you for asking. But the divergence has been going on for a while. Yeah. Look at this. But even recently, when we had that, uh, when we had the one um, uh, candle there uh, with the big wick at the top there, there's the RSI high. Yeah. There's the big wick at the top. Yeah. It was a lower high on the RSI and the yeah. and the wick before it, a lower and high. Now, and now the RSI definitely looks like it's pointing down, right? It definitely does. So, exactly. And then we so we talked about a yeah yeah. So where would the neckline be on that little uh? Uh, head and shoulder we were looking at on the other time frame. There was a time frame, I think. Oh, uh, way up in here? Oh, it's yeah. Been, it would yeah. be 5112, 51 on four. Let me go. No, I'm talking about on the underneath, under, underneath the neckline. This one? Yeah. You know, on the, where we're looking right now, and it, and it has that 50, head sticking 50, out. 50, 60, 465. There you go. Yeah. And then you you could measure. Oh, actually, it'd be here, Jim. So it's almost like a double, you know? Right. Because this would be the head, shoulder, shoulder. You, here you have the head and shoulders, but here you have an inverse, and here you have an inverse. We're getting we're getting a lot of those, by the way. Yeah, <clears throat> and they all measure. Like if you were to take this one, oh, it measures way up here. And the Nasdaq, it measures. There's there's one in the Nasdaq that you can you can measure it. It comes out above nineteen thousand. Yeah, and that so government it, shutdown on the first is certainly not being talked about very much. Uh, no, but the rumbling. They're starting yeah. to work on it. Yeah, did you see where I was talking, though, on this chart here? You have that uh, head sticking. Uh, is there one shorter? Uh, what about just one shorter uh, time frame? That might be clearer. 
Mm, yep. We're going to go to the daily. I mean, to the yeah, there you go. There you go. This okay, guy. So, yeah, then you've got the neckline uh, coming in kind of right around that 50. Uh, 63. Oh, so you're talking about. I'm, on talking the about the, yeah, I'm talking about on the downside and I'm talking about that formation way on the right, the current one. Uh, and you, and then basically there's a neck right there underneath and kind of breaking right now as we speak a little bit around. But this 40, yeah. 50, 80 might be in a place that could see some acceleration as well, maybe on a short term yeah. basis. Well, on the hourly chart, it just broke the well. It broke the fifty this morning. Yeah, but it came up and tried to retest it just yeah. now within this within this hour. Yeah, it tried to test it and it's failing. So yeah. that just brings out the sellers, the next round of sellers. And, and then it, I see the RSI is around forty. So if it can break through forty on the RSI, then you could accelerate. But if it you can't, could then accelerate. Then they, or if they can't, then they're just sucking you in and they'll run it right back up again. Well, here's the picture. Look what's down underneath it. Black, a black hole. That's what I call a black hole. And yeah. why? You're going to be hard pressed to find support when it was just the biggest rally we'd seen. Well, I'll tell you the other thing uh, from an option standpoint, the VIX has a very large gap on it uh, between like 14 and change and 15 and change. And to fill that gap, uh, it would require the market to drop. Are you talking in the VIX? Uh, VIX, uh, yeah. Or the future? I, no, no, no. Oh, no, no there the it is right there. VIX. There you go. Can you see it? Yeah, I do. So if in moving fact averages that, are in the way, but there yeah. it is. See it right there. If Ooh, in fact that, yeah, if in fact that's going to fill, it would require. It looks to me like if you start seeing fourteen fifty or better, you know, or fourteen twenty five or better, it probably might be on its way there. Well, we got get that RSI out. kind of looking like it's getting stronger, not weaker. Huh? Yeah, actually, but we gapped and then we come back. We've just filled this gap. Yeah, we did. And now we're heading higher again. And now you oh, got the, this, the green spell, this could be really dangerous. Yeah. This is well, I mean, that's how you get you, you know, that's how you'll get your break. And, you know, again, there's so many things that come out on the news. That's why it's hard to, you know, predict that kind of stuff. But, but uh, underlying all of this, I heard some grumblings from uh, people that I talked to, but also what I've read mm -hmm. um, that do not be surprised that the Fed doesn't cut, that they actually raise in March. If this PCI looks anything like CPI or PPI, I don't know how they do anything else. There you go. Who are I mean, we? Maybe not hike, but I mean, forget about this cut thing. I would say the cut would go out the window, but but I I do think in terms of if they cannot come to an agreement because they want to be hard nosed about well, you got to cut your spending, which is so misplaced because the government is going to raise funds, however the government's going to. And if you think a shutdown is going to be giving you the seal of approval to fight for cuts in spending, it ain't going to work. Yeah, the, uh, the 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 debt at thirty five trillion. A guy in uh, Bloomberg was saying that the last trillion on the debt happened in the fastest time uh, ever, which was one hundred and six one hundred and six days. So in one hundred and six yeah. days, they added another trillion to the national debt. So I don't understand, folks. One hundred and six days is less than three four months. So we're, the, we're accelerating on the debt thing. And then, like I say, uh, they've got a pre uh, a shutdown uh, facing on the first. So there's a lot of stuff that could uh, change the winds of, uh, but, you know, obviously but they, the, the prices they, will change. True. And what they also say is it'll be a partial. Yeah. It'll be a partial shutdown. I mean, so there's certain things that will, will go and certain things that will be stopped. Um, one thing they never talk about is, of course, is, okay, you guys in Congress, since you can't make up your mind, you don't get paid. 
Yeah, no, that never happens. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, so we're at the bottom of the they... we're at the bottom of the hour here, and I definitely want to go around the horn on some okay. of the other markets. So let's switch over to gold. I think we got a reasonable idea. And my feeling on the S and P is it's kind of like you know, uh, if S and P goes up or down, the other ones will follow in some way, shape, or form. You know, I yeah, they will. <clears throat> but I, I the bottom line on both the S and P, the Dow, the Nasdaq, and also the Russell is that I, I still think that we have one more leg up. Okay. Now, I cannot guarantee anything. I don't think any of us can. But no. that's what I'm looking for. So I'm looking for additional highs. And again, like the levels I just showed you, between 5180, 5175 and, and 5200, 5200. Yeah. yeah, up in there. Yeah, okay. So you, you know, uh, a little too early to pull the trigger on the negative side, but also uh, keep an eye. And, you know, we're, we could be very well into the fourth quarter here. We could. You're right. We could. Yeah. Yeah, uh, without no doubt. evidence, no evidence of a big turn by now, right? Not now. yet, just, and yeah. I think, and I think that's a very smart thing to say because I, I, I try to tell people that always say, "Oh, you're always a bear." It's like, no, I'm not. No, I have not gotten any longer term signal, even a short term signal, right. that the market has gone bearish. I've no. not gotten any signal, so you don't get out of a long yet. If no. you're a long term, no. that's your position. Is you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. We're not getting any signals to get out yet. No, no. All right, let's get uh, hopping here on the gold. Uh, I, it looks to me like it's in a very tight window, and uh, I've been saying above 2060 and under 2020 uh, might tell us where the next move is. The gold stocks are in the toilet like you don't know. So, Well, I'm going to give you a little insight because I've had a position on in, in gold. I've had an iron condor on. Yeah. And well, it's not good. it's not far out. No. It is for uh, March 22nd, so you know, or March 28th, excuse me. Mm -hmm. So it's the end of March. But, but, but I'm starting to see volatility firm up. And so <clears throat> volatility, by the way, in terms of options, converts to premium. And so we've seen the, the threat to the downside, and it didn't break. So the bottom side of, of you know, my puts didn't get challenged but i'm my my thought is that the upside is going to get challenged and that's where i could get a break now i'm looking at this in my weekly you can just see it's just like triangle again yeah, it's wedging and it's wedging but if i'm looking at it correctly i don't think it wedges and breaks lower i think it breaks higher so i think we might come back down and test this level this is a weekly chart that makes it tough let me go down to the daily and let's open it up, right? We're up here. Again, this was that anomaly that that I yeah. heard was a, uh, a uh, was it Japan or it might have been Chinese? There was a buyer somewhere uh, that got cashed out. Yeah. He blew him out, blew himself out, and that was the cover. And so because we saw that all they did was sell it all the way back down. Um, but even if I'm counting it, it's like, even if I do it A, B, C, D, E, would show down. But if I'm coming down A, B, C, D, E, it's still going to come down. But it's, but I might, you know, A, B, C, D, E, it should explode higher. So I'm looking to, to take off my, my um, iron condor in gold because I do believe that it's going to be the upside that's yeah. going to get super challenge right now now for that to happen now here's the other side of this you know as well as i did that, that gold is so attached to the dollar slash euro 
Now, I've got one count where the euro can go to 112. That would make the dollar, I mean, make gold go like, thank you very much, just we're gone. If they ever cut interest rates, I think the gold and the euro fly. The gold and the euro fly. But the dollar index, can I switch over to that real quick? Yeah, sure. Well, I, like I say, gold is pretty much in a wedge. It breaks above 2060. You got something in 2020. And right you now, something. like I said, and you're, and you're thinking it uh, very possible it may break to the upside. But right, right now, it's still in the wedge. So there's not much really to say. Now, what about here, the dollar index? Yeah. Here, it's, it's a little bit different. I may have to make adjustments to my account. I'm bringing the A down to here, okay, and the B, and then this is a C, and this is this this is all done, uh, or the market can actually start to rally. So I'm just thinking in terms of okay, where how high can it get there? But more likely here. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing some folks talk with a, with a tone of serious at the 108 level for the dollar. If they don't cut rates, makes sense, right? Not only it makes sense, but what if they if they just because they have to, they throw the surprise and they actually raise. Uh, boy, that would really send a lot of volatility into all the markets. Yeah. You betcha it would. So I don't think that there's anything because, you know, and, and, and just to toss it out there, it's not only that, that we have things within the markets that could be a catalyst to drive it in either direction. <clears throat> they certainly exist. And, that's, and you can tell that the market's like, well, we don't know either. It'll go up, it'll go down, it goes up, it goes down, but it's just kind of trading in a range. And that tells you that it's really all going back over into the options. And it could be very much that they're just standing there buying puts and selling calls. We don't know. Um, but when there's a lot of things outside of the markets, out of the outside of the economy, outside of even within our infighting within, within our government that could toss this market, all of our markets, into total chaos. Yeah, I mean, just don't know. those are the unknowns, right? So Right. But they're building again. Right. They're building again. You know, we, we do have problems in the Middle East. We do have a problem uh, with Russia seeming to feel like they now have the upper hand and can start threatening. And while... You know, I've read and I'm hearing that there's the possibility or there's there's something out there that part of that plan might be that they go and they step into uh, one of the what would be perceived the weaker Baltic countries. Yeah. Forcing, so forcing NATO. Forcing NATO. Well, let's see about uh, the price of crude oil, because uh, frankly, uh, to my eye, if it gets through 80, uh, it could send these oil shares up going into the spring. And if it can't and it rolls over to the downside, uh, then we're back in the soup again. So. What do you look see at here? this weekly. Yeah. Wow. You could draw a line here and yeah. another one here. It's like it's like going absolutely nowhere. It's stuck between what is this? Seven well, what is that? 70, 80. Yeah. Yeah. 60, 63 yeah. to uh, 88, 95. Yeah. And 95 was a spike. Yeah. And that and it sits. But it's getting tighter and tighter around this. It is uh, getting tighter and tighter. Yeah, so. But even if I bring it down off of there, let's take a look at this little, this little, this pattern here. This is not bullish. Okay. This to, to me, it is not a bullish pattern. Right. And so it's not a bull flag. It's a, it would be a bear. But if this, you could, one, if two, it could break above 80 and going towards 86 or something, that would be, um, that, that would, would be, be, that would be more bullish. Yeah. Yeah. 
But right now, if I'm even on an on an Elliott basis, if I were to say one, two, three, four, first thing it has to do is break above cleanly above yeah. eighty. There you go, above eighty, right? Without turning back, right? In other words, a breakout that's sustainable. Yes, not yes. a pe not a peekaboo, not a peekaboo. Absolutely, yeah. But otherwise, I would consider this an ABC, and there's a little bit of an extension going on here. Um, well, I'd also heard that uh, we had a huge production of oil, uh, and so that didn't hit me as bullish. It seems to me pretty obvious that if you get of the above the 80 area, that would open the door for the spring-summer rally. And if you can't and you start taking uh, down to the downside, maybe that uh, rally won't be happening on those oil shares. No, no. So again, like a lot of things right on the ledge as we go into March and April, you know? It, yeah, it is on the ledge, but even on my larger time frames, I just it doesn't. I don't think. I think it continues to trade in a box. Right. You know, you've got down to sixty, and that should be pretty well, and it seems to be pretty well supported. Yeah, maybe it's a sixty eighty market, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, let's look at let's look at. Uh, be, I don't want to run out of time here. Let's uh, hit the Treasury bonds because everyone wants to know what that ten year notes are going to be doing. Oh, you want to um, look at the ten? Okay. Yeah. I um, I have this 435 area on the yield. I, I don't know what the price will be, but the yield of 435, very important. If we get through 435, I was thinking that uh, the 480 gap would get filled. I think if you look at a different time frame, you might see a gap that I see around 470, 480 on the, on the yield on the 10-year. Mm. My, my chart it showed it. I don't know. Maybe there's not. It's okay because I, I would understand what you're talking about. Yeah. But let, let me. This is where you're right. It gets really sketchy. Yeah. Because the way I'm looking at this, that's why I was going to start out here, is that we, well, I, I don't think I can go back any further than that. But if I go over to the futures market, I can show you. Here we have the all-time low in, in the yield and the all-time high in the price of the note. And then we did five waves down, right, as interest rates went through, you know, all their gyrations and got raised to blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm considering this an intermediate degree A wave or just an A wave out of a larger primary degree ABC, which will be to the downside. But what we're right now in is the intermediate B wave counter trend rally in bond price decline in yield? So, with that in mind, I'm going to go back over to the 10 year. Yeah. Just go back. And to we the, topped out there at around five and we bottomed out around 380. And now we're back at the 430. So, so, but we're in, and with this is A of B, B of B, and we got a C of B to do yet. Okay. That is going to bring the yield lower. Okay. And then when it's all done, we have a C wave up to higher yields. So again, I, I said that backwards when I'm talking about what we got going on. So in, in the bond price, it is a B wave counter trend rally. And when it's finished, we're going to get a C wave that's going to bring the yield, the, the yields up. And the bond or the note price down. And we should go below. And I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, next year. I'm out there. So I'm thinking that <clears throat> we got a lot more to go in this whole game to the downside. 
And so I'm not sure if this is going to be A, B, C, and we're going to put an A wave underneath it. Then we get a B wave, and then we get a C wave, and then put a B somewhere down in here, you know. Um, because if I, I again, I can't go out because this particular chart, I don't think they actually had the yield futures. I don't know how far back they go. I don't think they go that far. We probably didn't have them. Oh, yeah, we do. We got October of 2022. So if this is going to be one, two, three, four, and a five, and we get an A, B, C, we two and a half is not out of the out of the realm of reality. So that's a total reversion uh, to the mean on the longer term graphs. Yeah. Right, but you look at them, you and know. that would obviously probably happen to uh, come with some rather negative financial news, right? Right. Well, yeah, but look at we're out in twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's what I'm looking at, yeah. but. For when for when yields will start rapidly, rapidly going higher again, I think it is out here. I got you. You know, I don't think that it's going to happen. I think now we're in a uh, you know a little a little rest area, a little area of like I would see that the Fed does have room to actually cut rates some, but it has to really go along with what I think actually would it'll go along with, which will confuse the market, is that if we go into a recession, which everybody just poo-poos on us, it's not going to happen. And I'm like, okay, so why? Well, because NVIDIA is still you know, showing that they're making bazillions of dollars, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, that doesn't mean that we don't start devaluating. Now, that's my thought. I think it's like, I think people are, you're missing the signals. Because what happens after periods of inflation? Everything goes back, just like you said, goes back to the mean. Right, right. And so, uh, what's going? So, where could interest rates go? Back to their mean. Yeah. Right. So it makes more sense that if the if the currency is devalued and the markets start to go through a period of deflation, so they're not being inflated, they're deflating. The prices are deflating. The prices are coming down. Doesn't mean that they're bad companies. It just means everything is just reverting. It's just which is not a bad thing. People consider that because they see their assets decrease. Right. Let's. But, uh, there, I want to go around the horn uh, quickly because we're running out of time on some stocks that if March and April were to be contracting months, mm -hmm. uh, may have some vulnerability. Kathy Woods was selling Taiwan Semi, that's TSM. See if there's anything there that might indicate you've reached a crescendo or, you know, maybe it hit a target or anything. It's very close to its all-time high. And in fact, if we just go, it, it is actually on the body of this, the candles, it is hitting new all-time highs. So she would probably think, but in my view, it's doing it in three so again, like our markets, it could be an irregular B wave goes above the high that was established back in 22, 21 to 22, makes another new all-time high and then rolls over. Because coming up in three, look at that, three. So if this is A and this is B, you got a C wave, which will take out that low. Now that's on a big, big monthly chart. Yeah, right. How about on a shorter term chart, like a, a yearly? Uh, yeah, let's look at these on the yearly. So, see if there's any relatively shorter term indications. Here's, here's a two year. So there was that October twenty, October twenty three low. Right, right. That's when okay, they all so went nuts. Yeah. We all went nuts. Okay, so semi semis. Here we got the A. Here we got the B, and then we got one, two, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, four, five. They might have a new high left in okay. it, but right, that should right. be about it. Yeah. 
Because the basic idea is uh, March and April may have a reversion to the mean, not a collapsing in the market, but some of these are so far extended from their moving averages. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. I'm not looking for the world to come apart at the seams. No. Could. No. But more, I like what like, like The moving saying. averages are going to have to be at least uh, come back. To, well, it just came back to a moving average when it went from 135 down here to 124 recently. Right, right. But I like, I, I, I think that approach and what you're saying is so much smoother than saying it's a crash. It's this, it's that. No, it's reverting back to the mean. Yeah. Things have gotten overvalued. So what, about, uh, uh, what about what uh, about uh, Meta? Oh my God! <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean, mean these to are laugh. all uh, very far from their beans. You know what I mean? Well, I want people to understand one of the CEOs that is selling. He's just not saying it. It's Mark Zuckerberg, right? Um, well, this is my daily. Let's look at this. This is October of twenty and uh, November of twenty twenty two. Is where the stock bottomed. Yeah, right. That was all interest rates and blah, 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 and layoffs and, and COVID and all that noise. And it's done nothing but come, just been run up. Yes, they continue to produce revenue through ads, et cetera, et cetera. But they are, I would say that they're driven. They're, they're driven by having, you know, he is funding his Oculus division through the ad revenue that he's pulling off of Facebook. And, and that's a heck of a gap they've got there too, huh? On, on the latest earnings, yes, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty amazing. So we got that um, up there. What about Microsoft? I actually love Microsoft. Here's a company that has just been not. I, I do think actually right now I think Microsoft has one additional new high to make, but it could be twenty five for all I know. Right? I'm not. I think it's too difficult to try to pinpoint the exact level. I mean, I could try, but, you know, it's so tight. It's so tight in all of this. I mean, even here, it's pretty tight, but it comes down beautifully, coming down in three. So if it's following what I'm saying and it's happening in the NASDAQ, the NASDAQ came down, made a four, and now it's going up and it should do a five. And if it's doing it in the same manner, then it's also going to be somewhat of a triangle. And we'd be looking from here, but these aren't quite. Then we had the noise around their earnings. They survived and did well and then ran to a new all-time high. So dropped back down on that NVIDIA. Another reversion to the mean. And, uh, yeah, there you go. That's what I'm saying. When these things get way extended from their averages, you know, keeping an eye out for a reversion trade is not the worst thing to, to keep your eye out for. No, you're right. And and you know what? it. I don't. I hate using the word, but I'm going to use it. It's it's a simple trade. Yeah, yeah. It's not so complicated. It's just going to revert and going to go back to here. But now look what they're doing, right? Let's bring it back down. Let's take a look on that hourly chart again. They're not willing to give up. We got the hourly 200, but more importantly, the hourly 50. Still rising. They don't want to give it up. Yeah. It wouldn't take much, right? Here was this is a 20. It didn't take much. It broke it and look what it did. Didn't take much to get it to start to turn. The 50, it's the it's the 200 that'll take longer to turn. And now it's flat. So now it's providing support, even though the market is below it. But it hasn't broken yet. And this is what still about, what about uh Apple? You know, uh, Apple certainly seems to be sitting out some of the dance here. It is, except Apple still has not really <clears throat> addressed what people are perceiving are its problems. But it, I still feel pretty strongly on Apple. But they put a lot of hype into their 
virtual reality visor or headset or whatever. And there's been more returns in there. You know, yes, there's still been good sales, but you're not like what they were expecting. And that's what's driving it lower now. Um, but this here, is a neighborhood yeah. that might be a low point, though, looking at the RSI. What do you think? I would agree with that. So let's just go out to the daily, take a peek. Seems so, like it's a so, 180, 200 kind of stock right now, right? Yes, but I think we got a shot of coming down and getting here. Yeah. You could give it up because everything's well, as, to, as long as they can hold down. above as long as they can hold above this four. Yeah. Then I then I'll take this down. Man, this tells me done. One, two, one, two, we done. But it's not following through at the speed or the intensity that I would as associate right. with the wave pattern. So this might have to come off, and this is an A, B, and we're just doing a C wave down. We'll get down to here, and we'll do another rise. Right. But it looks like 184 and a half uh, is a pretty good resistance zone if you want to. Right now, use, yeah. Yeah. And, and when it can to, break it, yeah. it rushes back up to 188, 190. Yeah. It's been Likewise, if, if, it, if it were to break 176, could that open the door to a nice $10 drop? Yeah. Maybe that acceleration would maybe come into play if it could break underneath that Again, 175 area. Here we are here. We're, we got a little bit of a black hole because we got to go back to October of 2023 to find support. See, if it starts to break from here, we don't have anything until we go all the way back to here. So, yeah, it could. Now, what about something that really got nailed? Is there any future for Tesla, TSLA? Do you know Tesla's almost touching 200 today? Is there any future for it? I don't know. You well, tell it's, up 20, me. it's up 20 bucks. That's what I'm trying to say is that, you know, maybe it was a buy down here. And obviously it was uh, against 175, huh? But, but what about the future? This, this yeah. is one that I do. Mm -hmm. I throw, but I'm just throwing fibs on it because I'm trying to just determine what it's doing. But the, the, the move really looks like it's finishing, but it's doubling. It's double topping here is what I think. Well, and then you got that low over here uh, that might also serve as resistance now, which is in the same ballpark of a couple hundred bucks, right? Mm, oh, there? A little bit there. Yeah, the, well, either higher one or the lower one there. Yeah, the lower oh, one. Oh, here we got the gap. We got, we've got that high from the gap. Yeah, oh, I got you. So they might be trying to fill the gap 207. <laughs> they, for whatever their reasons are, <laughs> right? Yeah. Whatever their reasons are. So we got 209 at the top. But this is another one that, that really has been doing a series of head and shoulders. I've got a one. Here's another. I've just got head and shoulders all over the place. And I could put this out. Let me see if I get it even clearer up here. Here's a big one. Here's another one. Here's another one. So it has a shot. It definitely has a shot of trying to get itself back to 300. And I think Miss Woods would be just pleased if it did. You know, she'd look like the hero, but it's got a lot in between in doing it. So I have pegged 200 as resistance to only and 220 should be even more difficult because you got the 50. This is the daily. You got the 50 and the 200 between 220 and 230. I think it'd be really, I think it'd be hard pressed. And if the market gives it up, this is not going to hold itself higher. It has too many problems. There's just too many problems. You know, one more out of favor is Pfizer, PFE. You see anything going on there? I'm not sure why, particularly with Lily. Oh, wow. Particularly yeah. with Lily going through the roof. Well, they don't have that product. They're probably in the lab right now trying to get it. <laughs> that was good. They, they might be. It definitely might be. You're on the weekly. Oh, it is sick puppy, but it could be finishing, Jim. I mean, if we're just looking at it saying, okay, here we are. Uh, let me go up one more. 
we're down to 70.5 and that you can see where i where i ran my fibs that entire rally so i've just run fibs from 09 to 21 and we're oh you yeah you were right this is definitely in trouble because a break here the abyss it's an abyss yeah. amen it's an abyss definitely well, yeah, at least you know where you uh where you don't want it anyway well and i think you from here if you you know i wouldn't be opposed to saying you know i think i'm going to pick up some cheap options right yeah. but i'm going to go on what you've told people all along you go on you can use options your risk is less it's much more manageable your exposure is only what you pay and the only reason you to get it here is you think there is a big snapback ahead, so you could buy a lot of time. I mean, people think they have to buy weekly options. You know, you can buy them for a year or two. And, you, uh, you know, if you think 27 will turn into 37 or something like that, you know, uh, some of the options around 30 bucks are probably somewhat reasonably priced uh, from the standpoint of a dollar figure. Right. Or you just put on a vertical. You just put on some type of even a calendar spread. Yeah. You know, yep. and, and then uh, you buy the long-term one and you sell the shorter-term ones, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and ultimately you're, trying, ultimately, you're trying to get the thing to pay off on the other one, yeah. Exactly, exactly. All right, so, we are at 10.59, and there is more stocks than there are time in the day. So the, yeah. uh, what I would suggest people do is contact uh, yourself. And uh, so tell them how people can get a hold of you and what you can do for them. Sure. Uh, again, if you want to just send me an email, send it to Michael at mjf1partners.com. Uh, I love questions. I always answer my emails uh, as long as they're valid. Uh, then uh, please you know, ask me anything you'd like. Again, what I do during the day is I operate a trade room. Um, I've expanded it. We're now over on Discord. Um, if you want and you want to go check that out, it is going to be www.logicalsignals-com trading.com and that'll take you there and there you'll be able to find uh information on the trade room who i'm doing it with but then also i provide coaching if you had an interest in coaching it's available and then i uh we also do individual analysis so if you had a group of stocks or some stocks that you really want a, a strong picture on uh we do charge but it is available perfect Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Michael. And uh, thank again, you. Yep. You, it's uh, always a pleasure. Yeah, we'll do this again. Uh, as far as Option Professor is concerned, I'm Jim, the Option Professor, and I've got uh, timing indicators I use as well uh, based on uh, momentum and trends. Plus, obviously, I've got a lot of knowledge on the option strategy. So I do um, educate you uh, on both the timing and the strategy. And uh, you know, do you think I can help you? I, obviously, I believe I can. So if you're into uh, trading, timing, and the options, uh, go to optionprofessor.com, put your information in there. I'll talk to you directly, and I think you'll be very happy on what you hear. Okay, David, I'm sending it back to you. Michael, good luck and good trading. And again, let's, let's see how March and April uh, pan out. We'll be talking yes. again. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking again. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Great info today. Great discussion. So uh, just a quick Quick reminder for everyone, be sure to subscribe to Timing Research on uh, YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Uh, also, you can just go to timingresearch.com to get access to uh, any of the past shows and presentations, uh, including this one, as soon as, as soon as I can get them posted. Also, you can find Timing Research on Substack now. So, uh, um, so I just want to thank my guests again for today. 
Michael Filgera of uh, LogicalSignals.com and LogicalSignals-Trading.com and TradersHelpingTraders.com and uh, the Option Professor of OptionProfessor.com. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye, David.